Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by Culture at NL Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Culture at NL Libraries podcast, For the Love of Books. I am joined today and rejoined after, uh, after the first um, episode a while back by Gillian Hunt and Sarah Summers from Cumbernauld Library. Um, Gillian is the customer service librarian up there and Sarah is the librarian and we are here to discuss the topic of big books on the big screen. So we're going to have a little chat about cinema experiences within our libraries and also a little chat about some of the books to movies as well. So Gillian, do you want to kind of start us off by having a wee chat about what's the idea behind bringing cinemas into libraries? Thanks, Chris. Lovely to be here. So, yeah, today um, it's a, we just want to sort of mention about why um, we have the cinema in the library. Um, we sort of manage the, the, the cinema provision throughout the, the branches. And really, um, our move to do that was a bit of a, a vision sort of in making the library space into a cultural hub for the community um, and just using and adapting new technologies to encourage and introduce non-traditional library activities you know come in and you're something you wouldn't expect the library to offer um we're not alone in doing this it was part of an initiative by um scottish libraries run by scottish library and information council to develop this to bring um different aspects of cultural activity into library spaces so we've been doing this now for almost four years um and um we have been working with Slick and Creative Scotland to develop this. Um, and Sarah will carry on and maybe tell us a wee bit about how we started off. Well, yeah, um, initially we received funding as part of a project for under fives, encouraging families to tell stories in a different way. Um, from that, we developed a programme called Cine Minis, um, which was really just designed to, to bring children into our libraries and bring stories to life on the big screen for those audiences. That was in, yeah. in working with Creative Scotland and Slick, as Gillian's mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how we started off. And um, so we did that sort of for that age group, two to five, with families. But as we got the kits and we saw the potential um, and we've seen how well it worked and what response we get, we have found new audiences and different ways of how to use it. And really now it's become quite an important element when we're considering activities to run for different programmes or themes. Um, and really, we always now try and include some sort of film activity or element in that. Um, we've got licences to show films in Airdrie, Motherwell and Cumbernauld at the moment. But going forward, I'd love to definitely do more because I think it's something that audiences really appreciate and react well to. Yeah. So what have the audience been how do you see has been offered so far and kind of how does that how have they managed to link like the books and the films together for for, for those sessions? Well, as I say, we, we the way we started off was um introducing it to um two to five years and we worked with nurseries and also families um in developing a cine minis project and that was about bringing picture books to life. So we used traditional picture books and brought them to life. And so we thought, well that 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 could correspond to any age range, really. So um, we've developed our main uh, programme, which we run at Cumbernauld, is the Book Lovers Film Club. And that is basically a screen adaptations of classic films, classic books and classic films. Um, that's a monthly session we run um, for, and probably our, most of our, our audience is people who come along to book groups, um, but there's other people as well. And it's sort of similar to a book group in that, there is that social contact, you come in, you get a cup of tea, 
um, you chat about it. We do a wee bit of trivia about the film and talk about it beforehand. And then if there's time, if the film's not too long um, and you want to stay behind, then we can have a chat about the film as well and what you thought of it. But um, so that's the sort of main one where we're, we're sort of adapting books to, to the screen. And we will um, give people the chance. We, we produce a programme beforehand and they can borrow the book beforehand or after, read it before the film, see the film and after they see the film. Often, because it's a classic, it will be older and they will, you will have seen the film before. But it's usually people love to, to, to re-watch these, these films. We've also incorporated um, the film into sort of the New Tricks programme which runs out of Airdrie. Um, and a film element, again, is included in part of their, their programme. They run six-week programmes of events. And um, before lockdown, um, a film was always always a part of one of their one of their week events. And we've started, we'd started in the winter at Cumbernauld here, a sort of silver screen, uh, Magnificent Mondays, um, and sort of classic black and white um, films. So it's really, it's such an adaptable media. Um, you can, you know, we can theme it for anything. Um, you probably maybe want to talk a wee bit more, Sarah, about other things we've done as well. Absolutely. I mean, up at Cumbernauld here, we are the we are the children's team, so we delivered a lot of children's activities, and cinema is a big part of that. So, I mentioned the Sunny Minis program, um, and that's something that we offer usually in blocks of about six weeks, um, and it involves showing a, a, a classic adaptation of of a favourite picture book, usually about half an hour long, and then we offer activities alongside that. Um, based around the book. Um, for example, we could make Gruffalo masks together, we've become dragons. We've done so many fun things in the library um, that kids really enjoy. They love having that, that opportunity to enjoy a movie, um, listen to a great book, um, play some instruments, socialise with other children, um, and that's wonderful. And we also offer um, a secret cinema club as well for on in a pop-up capacity for different um, ways to mark the, the reading calendar throughout the year. Um, usually that's a Saturday thing, and we've done um, cinema clubs for Roald Dahl Day, for example. Um, there's been cinema clubs during the summer holidays as part of the summer reading challenge. Um, Obviously, last year um, we were we were still able to, to offer those kind of things. And with last year's theme, it was the um, space chase. So we offered a lot of wonderful um, sci-fi movies like Treasure Planet, Wall-E, and we would offer um, space-themed activities afterwards. So it's it's cinema is something that we really love to use to um, to add to the program of literary activities that we offer we offer already. Yeah, it, it does seem to take and give the libraries a bit of an opportunity to bring books to life in a kind of completely different way as well, um, which is which is fantastic. We also, you know, we use it as in a kind of a a, a way to to connect as well with groups. Um, for example, we do um pop up events sometimes. Um, at Christmas, for example, with my visually impaired group uh, book group, uh, they've they've started coming along as well to our film lovers club. So we had a special Christmas party where we showed a classic black and white adaptation of A Christmas Carol. We had Christmas foods. We had it all to ourselves. So there's so many different ways that we can use the, the cinema to to really link in with our communities. Um and everyone that comes along, they really enjoy it. They love it. Um, yeah, I, I have a kind of memory of, of being up with it. When, we kind of probably near the start when you guys really kind of brought this project on of during the Reimagination uh, Festival up and in, in, in going into one of the, the old um, vacant uh, shop fronts and you had a, there was a cinema and one yeah. of them showing 
some of the, the Mickey Mouse Your cartoons, I think it was, yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. And and I just and that stuck in my head. It's just a great kind of memory of of how library can kind of get out in the community and and use different, uh, not not just a book to kind of really connect with with communities, like you say. So it's really interesting how to do that. Talking of that, Gillian, do you remember the big day out and you doing your troll dance? Yes, a heart. There's only so many ways you can adapt that. Yes, we did like a dance along tro- to Trolls movie, you know. I, so, I must have missed this. Dancing skills, yes. Never to be repeated again, probably. <laughs> um, children outdanced me completely, but um, just things like that, just to make it an interactive um, event. You know, we'd, we'd had sort of like a book, we also have like a show the gruffle in the morning and have a craft activity, but we don't always want it to be the same. So just have a bit of fun and use the trolls and just get up and dance. And we've also, you know, for certain um, groups as well, we've run. Um, dementia-friendly screenings. We've done some sing-alongs of the classic musicals like South Pacific, Carousel, uh, My Fair Lady. Um, so we've done that as well. And it's like the scope's there. It's just, you know, how much do you want to do? Um, at the moment, we are kind of restricted to our, the amount and the licences that we have in the, the locations. But hopefully, as that goes forward, that, that will become more of um, an offering in more branches. Yeah. Fantastic. And so let's get on to a little bit about what, what are some of our favourite books to movies that are out there. So have we got some kind of, we'll start off kind of on an adult front. So what are some of the favourite kind of adult movies that are that are kind of been made from books out, out there so far for you guys? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm thinking of things of, of um, adaptations we've shown as part of our Film Lovers Club. I've really enjoyed um, revisiting Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, with people, Rebecca as well, classic book that you, you read when you were younger. Um, that's just been really nice, sharing it with people together um, and then chatting about it afterwards. But probably a little bit controversial just now, um, but my own perfect, uh, my own personal favourite is Gone with the Winds. Um, obviously that's being pulled just now, but for me, I love that as both a book and a movie. Um, and a colour purple, the colour purple. But obviously we, when we're showing um, films in the library, we do have to factor in the length. So showing a three-hour Gone with the Winds extravaganza might be... Yeah, a hard sell. Uh-huh, I'd love it. <laughs> we have a two-hour cut-off uh-huh. point, would we? <laughs> our films, because um, our chairs really aren't that comfy. We don't have cinema seats, so that's always an issue. So yeah. we'd have to replenish the tea supplies as well and the biscuits. Yeah, uh, maybe have a wee intermission in between or something like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I know we have we have tried that. Certainly, we've tried it at Motherwell, and the, the, you know that seemed to seem to sort of like a wee break and a wee cup of tea in between. So uh, every group's different, and we'll just respond to what what groups want. But um, you quite enjoyed the um, Hitchcock movies as well, didn't you? Um, oh yeah, they, they were brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. I've never seen any Hitchcock before, so for me that was wonderful. Like Rear Window just sitting there enjoying it for the first time in the same way that a lot of a lot of our public would have done was was absolutely lovely I mean for me I'm enjoying the film lovers club I'm getting to see films I've never seen before um as well as revisiting old classics so yeah the Hitchcock movies were brilliant that was a great shout Gillian picks amazing films she does a lot of selections I'm not I'm not snuggling up here but she really you know she knows her films yeah well okay. that's I mean okay. you know if, if that's, that's helped. If that's, mm-hmm. a, if that's the case, Jillian, then you need to throw on some of your favourites. So what are some of your favourites? Well, um, one of the ones we kicked off, our very first one we did for the Book Lovers Film Club was um, To Kill a Mockingbird, because it's a classic book and it's just a wonderful movie, you know, and a really sort of true true adaptation. So that was sort of like, and that was, you know, a real crowd puller because everybody does love that film, you know. So that was that was a favourite of mine. Um, I would say, 
some of my ones that I have really enjoyed actually um, are kind of some of the older ones and actually ones ones that have been really popular at the at the, at the um, clubs are ones that maybe you don't get on streaming and we've we've tried to maybe do a wee bit more of that and well before lockdown they're in, in maybe the last six months before lockdown ones that you know aren't readily available on Netflix and Amazon Prime or things so um, one of the ones was Kez Ken Loach film and that was really uh, really popular people hadn't seen that for a long time great British classic movie um, Whiskey Galore as well, which is sometimes on TV, but that went down really well. And also The Big Sleep, which is a classic Raymond Chandler uh, crime and uh, starring Humphrey Bogart. And that was really popular as well. So I've enjoyed I've enjoyed them. Um, I've, I've loved every, all of them, um, really. And it's lovely just to, you know, it's not just watching a movie. It's actually watching a movie on a big screen, you know, with the sound. And it is good cinema sound. And that yeah. just, it's just really just really different and uh, it's really special and I, I think, think i think it would be good to point out that that it isn't as if it's just like a projector screen as well that this the screen that you guys have is huge am i right yes <laughs> yeah it's a, almost a two and a half meter um square screen and it's a great projector as well it's got it's a uh, 500 lumens uh, lights so it's a really quality you know cinema quality projector so we're not just talking you know <laughs> um it's really good and it, people are impressed kids are always impressed when they come in people are impressed the sound's great you know so it is lovely it's really it's creating a space and we've got our lovely red curtains we I have our cinema curtains yeah don't forget the yeah, red to close over um and uh, yeah no people do really appreciate um uh, the, the cinema it's, it's not exactly a cinema but it is a cinema experience yeah. and people do enjoy it yeah See, you did mention that there's obviously a big kids side to this. So what are some of the favourite kids movies that, that have been kind of shown as part oh. of the project? Well, definitely for me, um, Fantastic Mr Fox, Wes Anderson's stop motion animation. That was, I love that film. So getting to, to share that and see other kids react to it as well. They've never seen it before. Um, we had a, a, that day we had a, a carer um, come in who had had some children arriving from Syria um, who had never been to the cinema before. And that gave them their first their first chance to to see that on the big screen, um, which was really lovely to see in their positive reactions to that. And they were making little shadow animals in front of the projector, and you could see their hands on the on the big screen. So it was just a nice friendly introduction to cinema for them. Um, other kids once have done Lego Batman. Um, I defy anyone not to like the Lego movies. Maybe Lego Movie Two, but you know Lego Batman, classic, brilliant, so much fun. And Wally, I love Wally. Um, we showed it um, in the library as I said, as part of the summer reading challenge, and then a couple of months ago, I saw it at the science centre projected onto the roof of the the the, the observatory. I, I can't. Why am I forgetting the the planetarium? Sorry, yeah. the planetarium. There's no word. <laughs> it was. Totally different cinema experiences, seeing the same film in different ways. One surrounded by lots of children going, look at the funny little robot. And the other one surrounded by adults thinking, yay, we love kids' movies and look at all the stars. So yeah. they've been some of my favourites that we've shown. Wally is definitely a classic. And one of the things that I love about Wally is how it is, there's very little dialogue in it. It's, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. And it is just all about the, the animation and how the characters interact and stuff. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's a great family film. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I, I put in that particular film. I, I personally love the scene where they're, they're out in space and and uh, he's using the the extinguishers to kind of move about and things like that, and they're twirling about together. Like it's almost like a dance in space. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes you schedule something, and it's sort of like it's unexpected because we um, two years ago for Book Week Scotland, we it was um, the theme was I think it was heroes or something was it, um, and we did. Uh, Batman, as we decided to schedule some of the old Adam West Batman episodes on a Saturday morning. We got quite a lot of interest. Uh, we got involved with Castle Comics downstairs at Cumberland Town Centre and they um, um, arranged for a Batman impersonator to come along as well, which was great. And he came along, spoke to the kids at the front. But because it was quite, you know, advertised in the comic store, we had loads of Batman aficionados who weren't children coming along to watch Adam West and they were enthralled and they loved it. <laughs> and they were like, mass- more please, you know. Yeah. We're, we're there. We go all in. We had our masks on. We had our masks on. Yeah, we were there posing with Batman. But, um, you know, so there's just that, you know, it's people don't expect the library to do that. But when when you do, it's like the, the, the um, results you get are quite interesting sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I, th- I think we'll move on to uh, uh, the the big debate that always comes up when it comes to books and movies. Is the book versions better than the movies? So where do you guys stand on this debate? Um, I'd probably say no. Actually, <laughs> I've said, I, I would say there's very few. I mean, I think I think there are different media and there are wonderful ways to tell stories. Personally, I. Do prefer the book and if one of my favorite books becomes a film I don't always go to see it right away because I'm a bit scared that it might you know turn out not to be as good and sort of slightly taint my vision of a book but I, th- I think there are some there are there are some fantastic adaptations one we showed last year was um Colm Toybin's Brooklyn um, I'd read the book loved the book um and the the um the, the film was just such a wonderful adaptation, very true to it, and just a beautiful film, and just totally captured the book, and that that was really lovely. Um, I think the Kite Runner as well, which we had um, shown, was was a great adaptation of a a really well received and well loved book, but um, I think that the the film was just as good actually as the book. So, what about you? Where, where do you stand on this one? Well, controversial. Um, in most in most ways, I would say usually the book is better, but there are so many films that I love the book mm-hmm. and the film from. Um, I mean, for, I mentioned Gone with the Wind, but another another classic that I love is The Color Purple. Now, I feel like the film is totally different from the book, but the the, the different things that the film chooses to focus on are a nice addition to it. I mean, we get more of a. It feels almost like three women's stories. Whereas when you read the book, it's more just it's about Seely, um, and obviously her sister Nettie. But I, I feel like the the film gives you a, a little bit of something extra as well. I think sometimes that's one of the nice things about um cinema. They can maybe bring it to life in a way that you never would have thought of in your mind. Um, okay. but sometimes your mind is the best place to go. You can you can see it in a way that you want to see it. Um, so yeah, I think I think they both have their place. I'm probably a, a cop out, but I would say I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think you can sometimes complement each other in a, in a way, and, and especially whenever you think of like some of the big movie series, the series of book series as well that end up getting moved. I'm thinking Harry Potter, for example. 
uh, I think uh, uh, there are sometimes where you do kind of read these books and, and you maybe see one of, the, one of the movies and then you can have the characters from the movies in your head as you continue to read the books as well and it and I think it can help bring the book to life a little bit as well because you've got that kind of image in your head of, of the characters maybe a little bit better defined because you've seen it on screen. So um, Yeah, I find sometimes that actually when we're doing our cinemonies um, and some of the Julie Donaldson titles, the books are quite short, but then the films are about half an hour long. So they, I feel like sometimes they add in little, little extra details. Um, and I think that's that sometimes that can be quite nice if it fleshes it out a little bit and you begin to picture more of the world that you than than you're that you've seen in, in the book but that that isn't always the case I don't want to sound like a uh, not a bit in team librarian I'm waffling now but um <laughs> yeah I think sometimes in the cinema you can get a, a little bit extra here and there which which fleshes it out but then likewise sometimes they miss out so many bits I mean only this morning I was on a The Dark Tower rant. Um, I could rant for that for days. You know, you've got seven <laughs> massive books and you've got an hour and a half film. It's just, you know, <laughs> it, it depends. I think as well, um, we, you know, when we, we've done sort of like a read along with the books as well, you notice that sometimes the books can be quite political and that they do leave things out. And um, we did The Big Sleep, which was a classic Raymond Chandler novel. And for its time, it was very... Um, you know, very controversial. So the main character uh, was, you know, uh, was gay, but it was that that was never mentioned in in the film, obviously. Um, and the sort of politics and about um, organised crime, it was very, very sort of mellowed out. Everything was sort of mellowed out for the Hollywood version of it. Um, and so it was quite different, and um, it was quite complex. And I think it was a very difficult film to make because of the, lots of the ideas and and thing. Um, and concepts that were in it um but it's very different just i mean a great enjoyable film but very very different that that can be the pitfall pitfall i suppose for the filmmakers a lot but as well because sometimes these books can be so well loved by people and then whenever they go and see it and there is some kind of major part of the story that Mm -hmm. has been missed out for what for whatever reason and and Mm -hmm. and the book book lovers do pick up on it they they can they can pick up even just maybe even if it's just like one line in the book that's been messed out they're like you Mm -hmm. you just didn't do that yeah i mean some 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 films just can't cancel out characters completely as well which can be upsetting for people yeah so i was thinking of all the rage about the fact that um, tom cruise is too short to be jack reacher yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so even simple things like that he's not tall enough to be my you know We've all got our own our own take on it. Six foot five? No, he's not. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, obviously, it's a difficult time at the moment for libraries in terms of knowing how the future is going to to look. Um, but what, what if you get any kind of thoughts on the future of of the the cinema projects and things like that that have been running? And that, that's what I was just thinking as we as we were talking about everything. I was thinking, when are we going to be able to do this again? You know, I, I can see we probably could run some sort of social distance, you know, physically distance viewings. You know, we would just have to limit the numbers of people um, that that we do. We'd maybe need to look at different venues because um, some of the libraries wouldn't be able to support that. But I, I would hope we could, in, in some form, you know, reintroduce it. Um, I think we just have to. Like with everything with the libraries, we're going to have to adapt as as other other things are loosened or relaxed or tightened up. So um, yes, I know, and I, I didn't, I'm sure some people are missing the, the the book lovers film club because it was a kind of 
a real uh, regular session and people really looked forward to it. I mean, we're looking at perhaps maybe like offering some recommendations of what's on, like currently on TV, maybe on iPlayer, Netflix, Freeview, Amazon Prime, maybe put that on our um, website if people want to, mm. you know, read along or read along or watch along. Um, just give our sort of monthly recommendations about what's good in book adaptations. That would be something just to keep that connection as well until we can go back. Um, we thought about perhaps maybe having a, a book in a, a DVD as well, didn't we, Sarah? You know, if we offer a kind of a click and collect service, you know, you could have have the book and the movie together, and people might enjoy that that quick availability of of, of having that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so lots to think about, and it's yeah. just trying to meet demand and try and offer that. I mean, you know, offer that sort of cultural experience again, albeit in a in a different a different way. Yeah. There's definitely lots for us to work out on, on, on several fronts, not not just on the on the cinema mm, front. So yeah. so we, we, we will wait to see how that, that works out in the future. So since I've got the, the, the two members of our children's team here, I thought <coughs> we can't really end the end the podcast without a little bit of plug for the summer reading challenge and silly staycation that which we have on. So um, Sarah, do you want to kind of give us a little bit of kind of background about the summer reading challenge and silly staycation? Yeah, well, what we're doing this year is um, the summer reading challenge is called the Silly Squad. Every year there's a different theme, um, and this year it's a it's solely it's a digital project online. So you would go online um, to sign up, but alongside it, we've decided to offer our own silly staycation here in North Lanarkshire. So we've teamed up with local funnyman um, Ian Sheepy Smith. And he's going to be doing lots of funny things for us over the course of the summer. So what we're hoping that children will do is they will still read six books, but three of the books will be from their own choosing. And they'll connect with us by sending us lots of fab creative content that they've made. They could build a character out of Lego. They could um, write a joke based around the book. They could draw a new front cover. Um, they could bake cupcakes looking like a character. They can do anything as long as it's creative fun and they could send it to us. And we've had, we've had um, a few things so far, which are just lovely to see. Maybe, um, and maybe then, they could even act out parts of things and bring in a bit of a cinema to, the, to their, their own thing. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They can do anything. They'll welcome <laughs> anything. So they they would email that to us at sillystaycation.culturenl.co.uk and there are other free books they will read from um, collections that we have available on our free um, ebook service Borrowbox. So we've picked some fab titles for that that people can, multiple people can all read or listen to at the same time so that they can share them with their friends and then they will send us tweet lent- upon those books and we will tweet out some of our favourites so we're hoping for some really funny reviews short funny reviews on the books that they've read and we're hoping that people will enjoy them we've got some great titles fantastic so that sounds like in the words of sheepy it's gonna be a belter because i couldn't pull that one off if i, if I tried to that one but um yeah, it sounds like as if there's going to be a great summer reading ahead and a great chance to get creative, maybe even in a cinematic way as well, depending on what you you fancy doing. Um, but I think we've also kind of had a great kind of wee intro into what we've been doing with the, the cinema clubs and also had some fantastic books to movies mentioned there as well. So thank you, yeah. Jillian and Sarah, for joining me. And also thank you for any of the listeners who have been listening to the podcast as well. I hope you've enjoyed it. Do look out for future episodes coming soon because we do have some more planned in season one. So do watch out for them. Uh, but for me, it's bye for now. And Sarah and Jillian, do you want to give a quick goodbye to? Goodbye. Thanks for listening. And bye. And we'll see you again soon. Bye, guys.
Bye.